Hi, and welcome to Topical Tea and Everything in Between, episode number three. My name's Andrew, and today I'm really excited because I'm going to be interviewing my very good friend, Ruth. Uh, we're going to be having a chat about success and what that means and kind of dissecting the word in in its many forms. Um, super excited about this chat today because I get to speak to someone uh, that I have a lot of time for and that is uh, very dear to me. But also I'm so excited to be making another podcast. Um, I've been itching to do this all week, waiting for this date to come round so I can speak to my friend and, and have this conversation. And I'm hoping that this will really um again provide some thought-provoking concepts um it will enable people to to think about the word success in many different ways and that hopefully the audience will get something from it as well um and and each person that listens to this will be able to take something away so please relax sit back um get yourself a cup of tea or a wine or whatever you fancy and enjoy episode number three of topical tea and everything in between Okay, so um, thank you very much for uh, for joining us. So I'm here with Ruth. Hi, Ruth. Hi, Andrew. <laughs> and we are here um, in my fourth bedroom, I guess, in the bungalow, having a glass of Prosecco. There's no tea. Hashtag success, fourth bedroom, darling. <laughs> 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 Today's podcast is all about Andrew and his success with his fourth bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I totally didn't mean it like that. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> okay, can I just say that Ruth just said she was nervous, but she's now cracking jokes already. This is awesome. <laughs> so I guess I guess we are here to talk about success. And um, I've made no secret of the fact that when I thought about this topic, I thought about you and thought about actually uh, us getting together <laughs> and having this conversation. And um, and and I guess I guess what I thought about first and foremost was career. So I thought. Career, you've been successful, you've had a really, really good career today. I think you have personally, and I think you probably do yourself, but um, you're you're quite modest, so um, I don't think you would necessarily shout about it. But I think if I think about success and work ethic and hard work, that's why, I, why I've asked you to do this podcast, I guess, and that's, you know, obviously why we're here today. Um, so, but I think having wrote this and having thought about this episode, for me, I think this is actually deeper than a career. So I think this is, you know, we automatically think about career, what we've achieved, success, you know, in that form. But actually, I think it's so, <laughs> just try not to laugh. I think it's so much more deeper than that, actually. And success is probably attributed to so many different things in life. So I was really keen to get under the skin of that word and maybe dissect it a bit and use our experiences generally to talk about that. So does that sound good? Sounds great. Sounds good. Okay. So... Let's acknowledge things then. So let's acknowledge your career. Um, I, I've known you for what? For, <laughs> I feel like a massive cock right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about my career. <laughs> no, but I think tell I've, me how successful I am, Andrew. Okay, so okay, let, okay. Let, let's take a, a back step. Okay, so I've known you for fourteen years almost, and um, you've always been in the career that you're in, and or the, the kind of um, the field of work that you're in. And I think that what I've noticed is that you've always you've had like kind of a tenacity I guess always you know, hard work and had never been afraid to take on a challenge so where does that come from because that almost seems quite natural I think when I think of you so actually where do you think that comes from? Yeah that's I mean oh, I, firstly I, I do feel like a bit of a bellend <laughs> talking about no, success I really like do but um, I mean success is so I don't know 
it's really subjective, isn't it? You kind of how you felt like a villain as you grabbed the mic to talk about. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, let's talk about me now. (laughs) This is my time. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's it means so many different things to different people, doesn't it? And I, you know, I was very flattered. Firstly, I was flattered when you said you wanted to talk to me about success. Then I felt mortified because I think everyone would think I was a bit of a cock um, for saying yes, I'll talk about it. Uh, I certainly don't profess to be any expert on the subject whatsoever, but I think it means different things to different people, doesn't it? And I, I've been moderately. I don't want to say lucky because I have worked hard. You're right. I've worked hard at that. Um, but I've been been moderately successful in my career. And I don't know, the driver, I suppose, in all honesty, is it's my parents. It's as simple as that. They are incredibly hardworking, the most positive people on earth. And they gave me everything to put me in a good position to do well in life. So I'd hate to not live up to what they hoped and, you know, hopefully make them proud, but certainly show them that it was worth everything that they gave for it. Um, and yeah, yeah, I think they, they are quiet, lovely people that just get on with life, but I find them incredibly inspirational for that reason. Um, okay, so that's great because I think we've just two minutes in, we've almost hit an emotional cord already oh, talking Jesus about, Christ. talking about your parents. <laughs> but I think, but I think that, and actually, do you know what, when I thought about writing that question, that's the first thing that popped to my mind, because I remember when we talked about, I guess, can we talk about the field of work that you work yeah, in? Yeah, okay. yeah, so, you know, we both work in, in HR, you know, and I think, you know, um, and I have to say, you were probably one of the reasons why I got into HR eventually, because I, you know, always found your job very interesting and the type of work you did. And I was, you know... Just to elaborate on that, it's because I told him that in one of my jobs on the first day, I had to watch a sex tape that some staff had made as part of a disciplinary. That is Andrew's reason for getting into HR. He's not yet achieved his sex tape. Status yet, but... Oh my God, that's so funny. I'm not inspirational. It was about soft porn. <laughs> no, but I always thought that your, I always thought that your, um, your role was interesting. I mean, I, you know, before I got into HR, I worked in an office and I was bored. I was so bored in my job. And I think, you know, when we'd speak about work and you'd always have a really great day and you'd always kind of, not always, but you'd always have things that were interesting. And I used to think, oh, wow, that, that job just sounds really good. And I guess when I was a bit lost and thinking, right, what do I want to do? That was one of the main reasons I thought, okay, Ruth does this great job, involved in lots of different things, every day is different, That's I want a piece of that. So that's probably was my motivator. Um, but I think, you know, your dad obviously set you up very early on, didn't he, in terms of, you know, your, your career. So, you know, you left, you did your A-levels and it was always like, you know, go and do this course, it's going to be really good for you. And it was a, it was a gamble, but actually you did it from his advice because he had so much experience in business. He said, look, try this, this is really great. And actually, it just kind of evolved from there. But, you know, having talked to, you know, my husband, I think he, it's safe to say that actually um, your work ethic probably started actually quite before that as well at school because it was always about achieving and doing, you know, doing well. Would you would you kind of agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm certainly not someone that's naturally academic by any means, but yeah, I have to work hard and I did at school and yeah, I guess, yeah, it's, it's paid off. Yeah. Um, but he did too. We were at school together. Uh, for anyone listening, um, Andrew's husband and I have known each other since we were nine. Yeah. Uh, been through thick and thin. Hopefully he'll never tell any stories of those times, <laughs> apart from the fact that I was a hard worker. <laughs> no, but he always says but, yeah. that. And he always says, you know, hard worker and um, always wanted to achieve and always kind of um, underestimated probably your own capabilities, but always achieved well. And I think that's probably... You know, I think that's really inspiring. Actually, your career, if you think about where you are right now, I mean, the, the, the year you've had and the year you're going to be having, which is just so exciting. <laughs> um, 
Uh, what? Uh oh, we should say that, shouldn't we? First of all, <laughs> he liked it, so he put a ring on it. Um, but you know, that's probably that hard work, that tenacity, that want to do well has you know meant that actually where you are right now, that's really worked out for you. So I think mm-hmm. that's brilliant. So I guess, do you set goals? Because I set goals, and I, well, New Year's Eve, I always think, right, resolutions for the new year, try and set some goals. And actually, I've probably given up on that now because I think. What I would rather do is almost try and do new things each year and think, right, what can I do that I haven't done before? But I think you have to have some kind of goal. You have to know where you're going in some sort of way. But actually, I think that can be quite difficult sometimes. So what do you do? Do you set goals to do that? or No, I, I don't think I do. Um, no. I, I mean, I'm not saying I float from one thing to another, but I, it's more general aspirations. And I think they change. If I look back to 15 years ago, my aspirations were make money, get a job that has a bit of status. And it was all very focused on that. If I look at what I would set myself now, yes, of course, I I want to do a job that challenges me. I want to do a job where I feel that I'm making an impact. Uh, Cash doesn't hurt, not going to lie. But I I don't know, it's more. I think you get maybe less superficial. I think you look at success in other things and it's in the relationships around you and the the rest of your life because career is quite one-dimensional in a way and you can get a huge amount of, um, I don't know, satisfaction from doing that job. And I certainly do. I completely love my job. I genuinely at the moment bounce out of bed every morning to to go into work and I love it Mm -hmm. and I feel that I make a difference and that's really important to me. But if I only had that, if it was one single thing, that wouldn't be sufficient for me to feel like I'd been successful. Yeah. So we've focused very much on career so far today. Um, and I guess that's because that's, you know, we, well, we've, we started, we, we've started yeah. with, we're talking about HR careers and, and moving forward in that. But I think it's it's so much more mm-hmm. than that to have it. And it needs to be that well-rounded thing. And as you get older, you look for more things and you stretch yourself. So I guess my aspirations have developed over time. And it's, yeah, a general kind of sense of what you're aiming mm-hmm. for and working towards that at all times. And I always think it, there'd be nothing worse than to have achieved all your aims. Wouldn't that suck? Yeah, yeah. To have nothing else to strive for and to get up for and, and work for each day and, and achieve. Because yeah. that sense of achievement and longing for something is is a massive motivator in itself. Well, that was a really good quote, actually, because um, I recently watched an interview with uh, Michelle Obama. And um, someone asked her a question. She, I think she wrote in her book... Um, what do you want to be when you grow up? And actually, um, it's almost like, I'm sure I'm, I'm probably misquoting this, but it was almost something about like, actually, if you've achieved everything, it's final. But actually, we never want to stop achieving. If you want to keep growing all the time, keep evolving, keep evolving into a new person. And I relate to a lot of what you just said, actually, because I think it's like kind of like 30s or flirty 30s, as we called it. Um, but I definitely feel a lot more secure and a lot more kind of um, grounded in my 30s. I think in my 20s, I probably looked for external things to give me more pleasure. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, you're wrong about the intern. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're keeping that in. That's good. But do you know what I mean, though? It was always like, oh, my God, if I have this new car or if I have, you know... Um, I don't know, this holiday or this kind of... And actually, all that stuff is really great. But I think when you get to your 30s, I feel this personally, that things become a bit more... You stop caring a bit more about... You, 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 sorry, you care less about what people think. Maybe you think, focus on stuff that's actually more important. So you think about, you know, relationships and home and actually not chasing this kind of ideal life, but actually just being very content with what you have. And I think... But but with that is growth, and it's almost that foundation that you need to keep growing. I I, I feel that in my thirties. I don't know if that's something yeah, that you. Yeah, hundred percent. 
Yeah, and actually, you know, you've had an amazing year. You've had an amazing years every year, something like But actually, the amazing year, probably as well, and I think you're probably the most content that I've seen you for a long time, is probably because you've met someone that you really love and actually you've got some amazing... And I'm so happy, like, I could burst because <laughs> we are so happy with you guys. But, like, you know, you've got so much on the agenda in the next 12 months and we're going to be bridesmen, which we're very excited about. Yes, you are. <laughs> um, which is an honour. And... You know, actually, having all of that, I think it's it's, all, and we'll come onto this a bit more in detail in a bit in a bit, I guess. But I guess it's that foundational stuff that actually gives you this, the rounded success, isn't it? Because it's not just about your career and doing well. Actually, if you had a life where you were just working, and actually, if you let's take a step back a minute, okay? So think about five years ago when you worked at a different company, you worked tires tirelessly, didn't you? It was like every hour, you know, you dedicated everything to your job. And actually, if I think about that now, I think about where you currently are. It's probably because actually that special someone was maybe missing. Yeah. And actually it's almost like it's a, um, it doesn't take away the fact that you worked incredibly hard and achieved so much and actually had a really great time because you did. And we used to always hear about your job and hear about what was going on. But actually there is something too, I think, having a bit more of a, a rounded success where there's kind of, you're dipping into every element of your life, whether it's a relationship, your friendships, your family, work. Because actually, if you have everything of one thing, that becomes almost too much. Your balance has then gone in the other direction. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. And yeah, you're right. And I and I suppose, weirdly, me being, let's face it, deeply unsuccessful in my love life for many years. <laughs> that's a whole different podcast. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't think I don't think I'm successful. Uh, I just think... I, no, no. I, I'm categorically uh, unsuccessful for book, many there's years. There's a book there, a book there that, yeah. <laughs> Coming to all good bookshops near you soon. <laughs> um, but it, it did allow me to focus on career. And so I was able to maybe achieve more than I would have if I'd been otherwise distracted. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so, but now I'm kind of looking for that well-rounded. It's probably propelled me further because I have more time to focus on yeah. career, 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 rather than everything else. So in a weird way, it's a positive that I just had that very singular channel for a while. But actually, in the long run, that's not sustainable. That's not what you want. And actually, it's not going to give you the ultimate satisfaction and success. So yeah. it is about now having that that all-rounded, um, different facets of life feeding into what you see as success. And I think it gives you that balance, doesn't it? It kind of, having one area that goes really well almost gives you confidence and courage for another area so like you know if you've got the support of a relationship or you know and, and ultimately you know not people listening to this not everyone was going to be in a relationship and you don't need to be in a relationship to feel like you're made your life but actually it's about feeling like you've got the support and the different elements of your life it's like everything is balancing out you know it's if, as you say if you're in one area too much you can feel quite the other's not working and then you feel like you're missing something and I think that's probably not healthy to a degree yeah and I think I think that's a really important point you picked up on there because I think there's an awful lot where people say this is the path that you should take this is the order of events that you should do now this is what you need to do next you must go to uni to be successful you must move on to manage a team or whatever you know you must be in a relationship and married in your 20s it's all a load of shit yes, yes. It, it is yeah, it's yeah, you yeah. everybody has their own flow to their life and you kind of need yeah. to tune into what's right for you and do what's right with you 
you know, for Your that time. Is it, it's, it, it sounds cheesy. Journey. journey. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's really cheesy, but it's absolutely true. And I think I fell foul of that. I mean, I, I was all on track to go to university, even though I knew I desperately didn't want to. And at the last minute, I didn't. And my parents were amazingly supportive. And I don't feel that's held me back. In fact, I think I made 100% the right decision. But I had a million and one people saying, you need to go to uni. Of course you need to go to uni. It's what you do after yeah. school. Um, and I think a lot of people do that. And again, on the other side of things, I think I was beating myself up massively until my mid-30s for not being married because, my God, mm. 35 and you're not married and everyone looks at you, my God, what's wrong with you? Jesus Christ, she must have some horrendous, you know... STI. <laughs> STI. <laughs> yeah, a chronic one that never leaves her. She's riddled. Yeah. <laughs> They do call me Ruth Riddle, sadly. <laughs> but you do, you've got this, and it's kind of sort of set out for you. And yeah. what a load of nonsense, you know. You don't have to be in a great career to be successful. You don't have to have a relationship, but it's it's the relationships around you. It's it's your friends, it's your family, it's people. Um, it's not about have you got a ring on your finger, um, because actually that will come when, when it is. Now you're being filthy now, I've said ring, aren't you? Jesus Christ, I can't take you anywhere. <laughs> But but it, I'm being meaningful. But, yeah, <laughs> but, it's, but it is true, though, isn't it? And, it, and, yeah. I, and I think, yeah, your your journey is going to be different to someone else's, and our, you know, my journey will be different to someone else's. And you know, if you think every every person has their own, it journey is so cheesy, but it's so true. And it's you, we all compare ourselves, and we talked about this on the last podcast when I spoke to Leo. We talked about social media and how everyone compares themselves and actually you see someone on social media that's got a picture up or a holiday destination or a partner or a house and you think oh my god that's what I should strive for and I think there comes a point where you just need to be a bit more content in your own space and actually that success in my mind it's kind of like going actually I'm comfortable here and I don't want to aspire for any more of that direction because say career because actually I've, I've reached my limit right now in the future maybe there'll be more right now it's fine friendships you know you cut people out you invite people in it's kind of I think as you get to your 30s you time you kind of I don't know you get used to um being more comfortable and just kind of um understanding more about what you want um but everyone would have their own definition of what all that is and what success is to them um I think that's a really interesting point okay should we have some more Prosecco? Yes. Do you want to pour it? I'll pour so it. So we're having Prosecco with there's no tea here. And actually, this is really great because we're just having a conversation and this just feels very um, like we shouldn't edit oh. this. No, but we shouldn't edit this. I just feel like we should just, it's great. It's it's really flowing. I haven't it's said lovely. Fuck yet once. <laughs> there it was. Oh, fuck, it's a fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, okay, so, so in terms of success then as well, let's think about this in a different way. So... Again, we've, I'm going back to career slightly. Um, well, I'm, there's no slightly about it. I'm going back to career. Um, <laughs> but if I think about your role, and I think about you're in a, you know, you are in a senior position now. You you are doing a really great job. You know, you've had a great year. You've kind of reached a, a massive milestone in your career. And I we've talked about this before, I guess, on a kind of informal basis. But you know, gender. You know, this is something that's really is really out there in the media at the moment, talking about gender pay gap, talking about, you know, um, kind of gender equality. And, and I'm, I guess I'm interested to know, having been successful, you've talked about your, your past and actually working hard and doing what you need to do, but actually, have you felt that your gender at any point has inhibited your ability to... <laughs> I don't know I'm <laughs> it's a went, really important it's topic good. and you're laughing. <laughs> no, it's because as I sat and finished, you were already grabbing the microphone. <laughs> But have you, have you, I guess, have you thought, 
you know, actually, this is... <laughs> if you guys could see what she's doing now. Have you thought, yeah, this is a, an issue? It's, it's kind of something that actually is, <laughs> is really affecting your ability to, to perform or to, to do well at work, I guess? No, is the short answer. Okay. Um, but I'm going to caveat that before every woman in the world wants to attack me. Um, I haven't... I, I personally don't believe I have suffered any detriment because I'm a woman in the workplace okay. whatsoever at any point in my career... However, that's not me saying it doesn't exist because it does. 100% it does. It's changing. People are acknowledging it. There's pressure on companies to deal with it. It's obviously very close to to us in the jobs that we do with gender pay gap analysis. And I think it's amazing to to put the spotlight on that and eliminate that because it's just nuts that that women are treated differently to men. Um, But no, I haven't. I haven't. I always wonder, and it's something I'll never know the answer to, is it because I am, let's, let's say, you know, I mean, I'm I'm over 21, (laughs) slightly, you know, a few years, (laughs) give or take, you know, decade or 15 years, maybe, maybe 20. Anyway, so I'm over, yeah. (laughs) But I've, I've, I've had a career, so I've been in HR for, gosh, 17, coming up for 18 years now. I've, you know, not, not got married, I've not had children, so I've been able to focus massively, and I've been single for a lot of that time, um, I've been able to focus on my career, so is it because of that that I haven't suffered detriment? Because quite a lot of the time, the things that, that stand in the way of women are the discrimination against them because they've had a baby, they need to work part-time in the UK women are still the primary um, caregivers for children and yeah. dependents. So, you know, as much as we're trying to change things, and I'm not going to get all deep in HRE on this, but it is it is the case that it still falls very much to the women in a lot of cases. Um, so because I haven't done those things, has that allowed me to be successful without being impeded by discrimination from that? Possibly, I would, I would say. And again, I'll never know. Um, but I've not suffered that. I've seen it. Uh, I can't stand it. Women kick ass, but at different things to men, and it's recognizing that. Um, and I think it's just that message to people: focus, focus on you. Let the outside world do what they want to do. If you want something, and you drive yourself, and you're passionate, and you're positive, you will succeed. Yeah. Um, Cheryl Sandberg wrote a great book called Lean In. I don't know if you've ever mm-hmm. ever read yeah. it. For anyone that hasn't, it's a fabulous book. I don't mm. agree with everything she says by any means. Um, there's a few things in there which I think. I would certainly dispute, but it's very much about the traits that over time, and it's just ingrained in women, that the traits, and I know 100% I have them, it's the, you know, you look at the the next job opportunity and you say, well, I can't do 100% of that job description, so I better not go for it because I might not be able to do it. A man would go, fuck it, I'm sure it'll be fine, and throw himself at it. You're in a meeting, there's loud booming men, go rah, 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 with all the billy bullshit for, you know, the corporate side of things, and you sit there thinking, well, they obviously know better than me, I better not say anything. Um, and, and again, I'm not stereotyping women um, that everybody does that. I know I do. I can sit there and put my hands up that I've sat in meetings and I've kept my mouth stum, even though I know that most of the, the guys in there, it's all bluster and bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and it's a trait that we need to overcome. And I'm trying to very consciously uh, use that as a developmental thing for myself, which is I sit in meetings and I will make sure I have an input and I will push forward and do that. But it's taken a long time to get to that. And I do think that is a gender thing that has been ingrained in us over time so uh, for you, a lot of women. So where do you think that, again, we'll go back to confidence and go back to kind of, I guess, um, background. But, you know, that isn't something that you're necessarily, it's just within you. It's something that I guess you have to learn. It's it's not a, a natural skill, is it? So actually, you know, thinking about that, thinking about how you've had to put yourself forward and 
when you've had doubters there and you've kind of had to really make a difference, how have you done that? What, what's kept you aligned so you can keep going? Because actually there must have been times where you feel, actually, this is too difficult or, you know, but what has been your kind of... Yeah, I haven't, I haven't kept going. That, that was a fisting motion you just made at yeah, me there. That's that not what like I needed right now. <laughs> yeah. Watch your going that was a giddy up. I haven't, I'll be completely honest, there's been countless times when I have, um, I don't know, checked myself, stopped and gone, no, I can't. And I've held myself back and, you know, potentially I could be further forward if I hadn't done that. So I'm not going to be here going, I've got all the answers. Yeah. Every time I've motored through and it's been successful, I haven't. I've held myself back. There's jobs I haven't gone for. There's meetings I haven't spoken up in. Um, the breakthrough point for me, I had um, some coaching and and mentoring from someone in a senior position. And I had a bit of a breakthrough when I realised that actually... I probably did know more than half of those people in the room, but because they were so confident in what yeah. they were saying, I was thinking, and I would I would wait till after the meeting to talk to the chair of the meeting and go, oh, just on that point, did you, did you think about this? And they go, well, that's a brilliant point, but we're not in the room now to discuss it. <laughs> we can't get everyone's input. Why didn't you bring it up? Um, so it took a long time. It really did. And I still do it now. There are still times, and you beat yourself up, and I think you have to accept we're all human We've all got those traits, which uh, every single person has that voice in their head, no matter how confident they sound and how well they're doing. Everybody has that voice in their head at some point, which makes them doubt themselves. And if you don't, I think there's something wrong with you. Yeah. And that, that kind of arrogance can carry you on. And that's not necessarily a great thing. You mentioned, actually, I think what I picked up on there as well is around the kind of, <clears throat> it's almost like the success of being able to say, actually, that didn't go well, or I could have done better there, or... Um, I didn't feel confident in that situation because I, I agree. There's so many times you leave a meeting or you leave a, a day at work and you think, oh shit, that was a really crap day or I could have done that so much better. And that hindsight thing is a wonderful thing, isn't it? But I think having the, the ball sometimes to go, do you know what? That was shit. Or I really should have stuck, you know, stuck up for myself there. Or I should have said my piece or I should have been a bit more confident. You don't give yourself a hard time, but actually I think just acknowledging that is actually the first step. That's how you learn. Exactly. And I think when I was in my probably early 20s and actually in the start of my career, that was a really tough thing for me. I expected myself to be perfect and expected perfection. And I remember someone saying to me, actually, I made a mistake once at work years and years ago. And um, one of my first managers said to me, nothing's built from a state of perfection. And I thought that's always stuck with me. And I don't always live those values, but I think that actually was like, oh, do you know what, that gives you permission to say, do you know what, sometimes it's okay to not be right or to not do the right thing or say the right thing or, you know, at, at the end of the day, I also like what people think of you and actually their perception is none of your business. You know, you can't control what people think. So actually, if if I walk away from a situation and someone goes, well, he was shit or... Um, or I walk away. I do constantly yeah, when I leave you. I, I, yeah, <laughs> when, I, when I leave your house. Yeah, God, what well, a shit evening. Shit, I'm not going back there again. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I think it's like, you know, when you have that situation, I think to kind of walk away and kind of go, I can't control what they think. It's, it's absolutely none of my business. That's maybe success in itself because you then give yourself permission to kind of, you know, not give yourself a hard time, relax, you know, just kind of, I, I think that that's really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we've really had no breaks. This is just kind of going oh, right through. Let's keep, let's go Ooh, with this. This is a prosecco. This is really good. I know. The prosecco is making me feel a little bit giddy, I'm not gonna lie. Well that's because we nearly finished it. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. Cheers. Cheers. Hashtag like. success. <laughs> so, um 
I was going to go a bit theory. Is it a bit dickish to Don't go a bit theory? It's I think massively go theory. dickish. It is dickish, isn't it? <laughs> Do it. But I think this is true. And I think if I think about what I'm doing right here with you now, I mean, this podcast is... I don't know, something I've talked about for yonks. You know, we've had conversations where I've said to you, God, I'd love to do this. And then it's like, oh, that that niggling feeling of like, oh, it's going to be crap, I can't do it, or it's going to be really shit. And to be honest, it might be. But it's kind of like, it's almost giving yourself permission to go, if it is, it's fine, at least I had a go. But I think for me, doing that comes from that kind of foundational, you know, um, everything's kind of going okay foundationally so I can't speak (laughs) (laughs) too much Prosecco but so if I think about my life I think if I think about you know home life relationship um work life friendships family all of that stuff I think is is what you need as a human to almost be successful if you've got that support around you if you've got that that good foundation so I was going to go into a bit of Maslow who doesn't love a bit of Maslow Maslow's hierarchy of needs (laughs) But this has always stuck with me because it, it, I think it really resonates. So psychological needs, safety needs, love and belonging, esteem, and then self-actualisation. Um, you, know, you know, if I think about this podcast, if I think about work, if I think about everything that I've achieved over the last 10 years or been successful in, it's probably because I've had all of those needs met. And actually when things haven't gone well, maybe some of those have been out of balance or out of kilter. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so do you kind of agree with that? Do you think that's... I mean, we touched about this earlier, I guess, but do you think that's something that is quite... You need all of this, really, to be successful? Yeah, I mean, I'm not a massive one for theory, as you know. Yeah. I think it's mainly a load of toss and I'm not interested in it and I never remember any of it. But Maslow, you can't really argue with. And, I, this, and, and Yeah, and I agree. I'm, you know, we've talked about this. You go yeah. to uni, you do your qualifications, yeah. you learn about this great stuff, you think, oh my God, I'm totally going to use that. Yeah. You don't. You don't ever. It's not real life. stuck with but, me. Yeah, I mean... if I think about success, if I think about early 20s compared to now with having so much of this stuff met along the way it's almost like actually it's given me confidence to be able to do this podcast and you know come second at Strictly Come Dancing charity event two years ago <laughs> even running last year yeah you know to be able to run I was yeah. like oh I can't run I'm shit it's going to look really stupid but then I was like actually I'll have a go and I, that doesn't just come from nowhere for me that comes from a foundation of other stuff that gives you the confidence so I was interested to know whether you think the same and actually how you contribute that to what kind of you've achieved. Yeah, I, I mean, you, you can't argue with Maslow. He mm. wrote it in, I don't know, the 1940s. It's still entirely relevant now. Sorry, someone that it's... doesn't know theory knows, knows the <laughs> I know Maslow. I know Maslow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You it do sound the, like uh, a dick. <laughs> 3rd of July 1942, I think you're <laughs> Shut up! I'm being I'm being academic. I don't do it well. Yeah, you can't argue with it. It is what motivates people in the most fundamental form and has for thousands of years and will for thousands of years. You you can't argue with that. And I think that the main point is if you focus on one aspect of life and just do that absolutely brilliantly, it, it's not the same as as doing everything. So it's you mentioned a, a minute ago. You can't. We're all human. You can't achieve everything. You can't be perfect every day. Dear God, who wants to? Yeah, absolutely. But it's it's about that well-rounded life and being content and actually not comparing yourself. You were saying it's 
but social media, you see these incredible lives and you could aspire to be like that. And most of us aren't going to, you know, have that every day. And actually, do you know what, what people put on social media? It's not real life. Bollocks. It's absolute it is. bollocks. It's a, it it's is. A it's, it's a highlight. Oh, I did this once. Great. Yeah. Love it. It doesn't mean they're doing that every single day. And I think a lot of us are at fault. Again, I'd hold my own hands up. Of just, comparing just, yourself. Just on that note, please check out my Twitter profile and my Instagram <laughs> at Topical Tea. <laughs> Let's get some yeah. more followers this Social media is a load of wank, but do follow Topical Tea and everything in between. <laughs> but I, I, I get it. I agree with you. And actually, it's I think it's poisonous. It's kind of that, it it's that you know, you compare yourself to everyone. That is not the way to live your life. That is no. really bad. No, it's realistic as- aspiration. That's mm. what you want, isn't it? I mean, some of these things where people feel they have to look a certain way, have a certain car, have their house immaculate with all these beautiful details. You know, lovely, don't get me wrong, but, you know, and I, I have all of those things. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag success. <laughs> but, but, but yeah. yeah, and you're setting yourself up to fail. Why be would yourself, you do that? Look at the, the hierarchy of needs covers off a load of different things and having those in your life should lead yeah. to contentment and success and, and positivity. Yeah, I agree. I think, no, I think that's completely true. Okay, so, okay, so thinking about lessons then. So I think we've covered this quite a bit, actually, because... If I think about, we've talked a lot about being in our 20s, being in our 30s, kind of understanding who we are, growing into who we are now, and everything that kind of underpins that. But what do you think, if I think about success, think about that as a topic, and it can be in any form, it doesn't need to be career, it could be love, it can be family, it can be friendship, what do you think is the greatest lesson you've learned so far in your humble 37 years? Oh Christ, that's a big question. Um, oh my God, the biggest question, probably... Just to stop beating myself up. Mm-hmm. I think you spend so much time, and again, it goes back to what I was just saying about comparing yourself. You know, you 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 set standards based on other people rather than on yourself so naturally. And I think I have spent so much of my life beating myself up because I haven't got what someone else I know has or I don't do or look like or live like someone else I know. Um, and I think it's that when you reach that moment of realising, actually, this this isn't about them. And actually, I don't know everything about them. Um, it's about me and being happy with that and succeeding in, in your own little bubble. That's that's when you can actually achieve it a yeah. bit more. And yeah, be realistic. Stop comparing and make it about say make it about yourself. Sounds really self-centred, doesn't it? No, it but do you know what I mean? It it's make it personal to you. That's you. probably a better way of putting it. And do you think that's kind of age and wisdom? Do you think that's or, or is it kind of? Is it natural progression or is it life experience? Is it, you know, having experiences that have made you take a step back and say, no, I can't do this anymore? Or is it actually just getting to a point where you just think, do you know what, this is bullshit and actually right now you know where you are, you know who you are. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously not age because I'm still incredibly young. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's, yeah, but it's it's life experience, isn't it? It's it's spending so many years Mm. realising, not achieving because you can't possibly, because you set yourself totally unrealistic, unachievable goals um, and not not reaching them and never feeling satisfied. So I think it it does come with time and experience, sadly, Mm. doesn't it? And I think most people, if they were honest, have have gone through a similar thing. Um, I'd hate to be in my 20s again. Oh, like, me too. I think, oh, and, and people kind of say, oh, really? 20s were great. But I, for me, and I, I think I mentioned this on the last podcast as well, my 20s was great in so many ways. You know, I met my love. I, you know, developed. I became, you know, I, 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 without my 20s, I wouldn't be where I am now. But they're hard, aren't they? lost your virginity at 27. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. I totally didn't. <laughs> 
29. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, if I think about my 20s, they're tough. You know, your 20s are hard. And, like, your teens are kind of like, you know, you don't know who you are. 20s are discovery. 30s kind of feels like, actually, you've reached that point where... You still don't know everything, but actually it's kind of okay with not knowing everything. And the lessons you've had from your 20s have maybe given you some kind of, I don't know, reassurance that actually you'll be all right. And you can, it's okay to not be okay. And it's okay to not know everything. And uh, yeah. And and maybe that's my greatest lesson. You know, know, I've kind of answered that question without really asking it. But um, if I think about my, yeah, if I think about that decade, it's incredibly tough. So you know, that was my lesson, having that tough period yeah. to get to where I am to now. Character building. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Do you know, that's and that's a really interesting point. I remember someone saying to me, a good friend that I work with, I remember I went into a job a few years ago that you you know that I didn't enjoy. And um, if uh, one of our mutual friends listened to this, he'll know that I didn't enjoy it as well. <laughs> and, um, you know, I think that was a really tough year really really tough because it completely took me out of my comfort zone but my friend said to me at the time it's character building you will learn a lot from this and I remember thinking fuck off this I don't want to learn this I I just want to be out of it you know at the time when someone says something to you you're like come on this is this (laughs) no but it took me probably 12 months post leaving that situation but I was like that was totally character building I get it now I get what that was and that did teach me things that I Again, like the things we talk about success, talk about kind of money or status, things like that defining you, that taught me that none of that was actually important. So I needed that situation. So what would you say is your biggest success in life? Probably my marriage, I think, and my life right now. I think, yeah, because I think it's the thing that's kind of grown and from something quite small to where it is right now <laughs> that said the wrong thing doesn't it Ruth is making really random gestures but if I if I <laughs> if I think about it though like you know when I when I met my other half I was 21 and actually you don't know about yourself at 21 you don't know who you are you're still discovering yourself and that's what I talked about 20s but actually we got through that whole period we're now in our late thir- well I'm mid 30s he's kind of kind of the other end but I don't know, I think that that's been the greatest success because it's we've grown together, we're best friends, you know. Our marriage is kind of, it's my, my world really. Without that, I don't think it would be possible to achieve what I've achieved in my life. It's been the foundation and I think it kind of goes back to what we've talked about before with with Maslow and kind of, you know, having that underpinning foundation of your life. That's probably my success. So, oh, thanks Ruth for asking me that question, that's quite nice. Okay, do you have a favourite quote? Now, you gave me pre-warning of this, luckily, because I think I'd have gone blank. Would you like more Prosecco? You've got a little bit more. Always. Okay. That's not even a question. Um, Yeah, and I I had to think about this before, and a favourite quote, I mean, I'm not a fan of the whole wanky inspirational quotes on, you know, social media and Instagram, so apologies for anyone that I'm following that posts those. They are really wanky. Um, But linking it back to success as well, particularly for a favourite quote, there's an awful lot that I don't like. What I don't like is the, you know, if you can dream it, you can achieve it. Mm. That's a load of shit because I can dream I'm a unicorn that's magical and skips over (laughs) the hills. I'm never going to achieve that, isn't it? It's bullshit. you would be an amazing unicorn. I would so be an amazing unicorn. unicorn. (laughs) And in my dreams, I am. Just call me Tallulah. <laughs> Tallulah the unicorn. <laughs> and I pee glitter. 
Um, I mean, that's nonsense. And for me, it's it's about kind of mindset and making it happen yourself. And you you see all of these, and I'm not going to be able to reel them off the top of my head, but it's you know. Um, you know, it's, it's all about making it happen. There was one that I'd seen recently, which is it is 10% of what happens to you and 90% of how you react to it. Right, and I think that's really powerful. I think it is. It's about making what life throws of you, making it what it can be for you. I think that's really, uh, really positive because it is. Most things are within your power to make happen, apart from the unicorn thing. Mm-hmm but not everything. So it's kind of understanding what you can do, working with it, be positive, work hard, make it happen. All of those quotes I bloody love. You know, dream it, believe it, it'll happen, load of shit. Actually, that 10% thing is really important because I think that's positive and negative because if you think we have things happen to us every day and that's maybe 10% of it, but we we make them so much bigger, that 90%, we kind of, we kind of blow things so out of proportion sometimes because we see them as like, you know oh god this is devastating this didn't go right or I had this difficult conversation or someone thinks this of me and that 90% is is so much in our heads that actually that's almost failure isn't it it's not success whereas actually having the balance that you talked about it, it you know it just goes to show how much we really can make am I making any sense yeah, no, making do you know what I mean I mean Prosecco loads of sense Prosecco yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but I think it's it's true yeah. isn't it because if you think about it there's so much that we have which is just so small but actually we blow things out of proportion so much which almost kind of ca- ca- oh, I can't speak <laughs> that's when you know you've had enough it's counterproductive that's what I was going to say it's counterproductive it is it is okay my favourite quote I think is probably um, I didn't ask you <laughs> <laughs> Nobody, nobody's interested. No one cares. No one. This is a con- can I just say that I'm not editing any of this, <laughs> even my slurring. Throw a bottle of prosecco. <laughs> this is awesome. Um, so my favourite quote, I think, is, and you might think this is really wanky, but I totally believe this. And actually, this has probably been so. This has been something that has really resonated with me for so many years now. But actually, probably the last few. And it is a quote by the late great Maya Angelou. And it is, it's, it's, if someone shows you who they are, believe them. That's my favourite quote. That's because nice. I, yeah, and I think it is. And I think because there's so many times where we wish things are different, we wish situations are different, people were different, relationships, friendships, whatever it might be. And actually, sometimes people just are who they are. And we try and change them. We try and change situations. We think if we could just do that, or if they could just be that. And I think that is like a really good lesson if someone shows you who they are just believe them because you stop hurting yourself by by doing that and that's just stuck with me I remember listening to that and just thinking wow that's really quite deep but actually quite profound and actually if I think it back I know we're talking about success but I think that is success in itself because you know if you think about the amount of times we've spent over the years thinking about oh that person thinks this of me or that person thinks that, or that could have been better if I'd have done this, or if any, if I could have been more better at this, or whatever. You know, the fact of the matter is, if you just believe that fundamental principle of that's who they are, that's the situation, you save yourself so much heartache from... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So to paraphrase, sometimes people are dicks. Bollocks <laughs> to them. Do it for yourself. Move on. Move on. <laughs> Move on. Do I sound pissed? Yes, it's fine though. It's fine. But again, be yourself. It's who you are. Who you are. Be yourself and no one else. Hello, caller. Okay, this is a final question. Can I just say as well, this has been 
so let's for the listener, and I don't know how many listeners we're going to get here, but I don't care because they'll have switched off by now. It's fine. We can say what we like, (laughs) and no one's listening now. It's just us. This has been so much fun. I've loved. Do you feel more relaxed now? Prosecco does that. Yeah, but do you generally have you enjoyed it? I think it's really great because we talk about this stuff all the time. Yeah, but to actually get it down and have this kind of conversation. I love that you you want people to think we talk about Maslow's hierarchy of needs on a Saturday night. We talk about how successful we (laughs) are all the time. We we wear our our I'm successful (laughs) t-shirts. So, uh, you know, Belbin, eh? (laughs) One for the HR listeners out there. (laughs) Get on with your final question. (laughs) Final question. Yes. Because we have lasagna and very nice food downstairs. We need to eat food. Four people dead or alive that you would invite for dinner to have oh. a really interesting conversation oh and I challenge you to think outside the box oh I mean obviously the, the, the answer should be you and your husband and my my lovely other half and that's tonight but actually that's t- I mean that's happening that's happening, that's happening. so so yeah I mean so really so do? it is Tom Hardy oh that's it, it no one else is invited to what that. What would be for dinner? <laughs> I'd be mental. <laughs> the other three can fuck off. <laughs> Are you going to have sausage surprise? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I, do you know what? I don't know. I don't know. It would probably vary every day that you ask me. I think, I mean, I feel like it's really cliched. Stephen Fry, because I think he's incredibly intelligent, incredibly funny. Um, Spike Milligan I grew up on his humour I absolutely love Spike Milligan I don't know who, who about you who would you invite um, I always think that I'd invite people that I like really admire I like what you said there about me interest, in, you're inviting me oh, that's I'd so invite nice. you interesting people <laughs> successful people but no I, I think like um, interesting conversation is important so actually someone like you said about interesting conversation that would be really great but actually just People that are so different to you, I think, is would be really great as well. So, oh, but then I think about, like, childhood kind of heroes and just people that I want to meet, really. So I would probably invite, obviously, tonight, with the, us for yes. perfect yes. dinner ever, you know. For catches in the it. oven, lasagna's being made, let's let's eat this. It's a middle-class dinner. It is, absolutely. It's hashtag <laughs> in your, success. In your four-bedroomed house. In my four-bedroomed house. Did we house. mention there's four bedrooms here? <laughs> Very successful. <laughs> I think I would invite I'd like to have a chat with Oprah Winfrey obviously awesome lady I would I think that would just be the best conversation We're ever just listing names we are we don't need to say why why okay cool <laughs> Oprah Tina I've, last podcast we yeah. knew I'm a fan yeah. Tina's got to be there um, Maya Angelou oh because I mean she she's passed she's yes. so dead or alive again because such a story and if the listener has never read her autobiographies. You should check them out because they're amazing. Um, so I, I think she would have some serious stories to tell and I would be so interested to listen. And then, oh, I'd probably invite my husband because Aww. because I think he'd enjoy he'd the... He'd be cooking, wouldn't he? He would he's be cooking. He is an amazing cook. And I'm trying to get him to write a uh, cookbook and a blog. And I want to interview him for a podcast as well, which yes. he's reluctant to, but I think we may... I think now we've recorded it, the pressure's on. The he pressure's on, he has to do it. Yeah. But I think he would enjoy those conversations as well. Mm. So I think um, he would probably be the person that I would invite as well. Mm. I think we've covered loads of topics. We have. This has been amazing. And I've... we're out of Prosecco. So we are. We need to go and open, the, ne- open the next <laughs> bottle, don't we? But I have had the best time talking to you, oh. and I think it's been really, really lovely. And I'm so pleased that you agreed to do this. Yeah, um, I mean, I found it quite shit. If I'm honest, I'm bored. <laughs> I want to leave. 
<laughs> he doesn't want food now, don't yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> can I just say as well, you said to me, we can only do this for 45 minutes. And it's I said 40... 30. <laughs> oh, it's, it's 45, 39. Oh. We're doing, we're doing all right. I can live with that. I think that. this is good. And I think that. this is not going to be edited either. I think it's been a really, really great conversation. I think we should just post it. It'll be amazing. Ah. Thank you so much. That's, it's been divine. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Okay, that was so much fun. I enjoyed that so much. Um, Thank you so much, Ruth, for joining me today and having this conversation with me about success. It was epic. I loved it. Um, We had such a good time and um, we've consumed a lot of Prosecco, Um, but it was was great and um, I hope you all enjoyed it. Thank you very much for listening Uh, once again. Just a reminder, I'm on social media now. You can follow me on Instagram at Topical Tea Podcast and on Twitter at Topical Tea. Please share the podcast. Please let your friends know. Um, Have a listen. All feedback is welcome. And um, join me next time when I'll be talking about friendship with two very good friends. Thanks very much.